0: Welcome to another episode of Bronco Busters, a podcast sharing the stories of women and queer people in pro wrestling. My name is Erin. Earlier this year, the pro wrestling industry went through its own Me Too movement in what came to be known as the Speaking Out movement. Numerous allegations of abuse and sexual assault rose to the surface online, prompting survivors to tell their own stories. The abuse was prolific and widespread and happening right on our doorstep. In part two of this roundtable with Zena, Avery, and Candy Lee, we continue to assess the institutions that have facilitated the abuse of women and queer people in the wrestling industry. We also attempt to find solutions as the industry tries to rebuild. If this brings up anything for you, you'll find relevant support in the show notes of this episode and on our website. And if you haven't listened to part one of this roundtable... Go back and do that first. I want to scale back for a minute um, and I might ask Candy first, but I'll obviously go around. I feel like, as a, as we said earlier, this is all teeing up with a lot of change in the world and um, something, I mean, just for personal perspective, you know, I'm a queer woman and growing up watching wrestling, um, I was always like, you know, I, I loved seeing divas and I was really excited by that because I was like, wow, women on my tv wrestling doing a thing that I really like that's cool so we all I guess we've all had that experience but I don't know it just always felt really um like confusing and degrading for me to see the way that women were treated especially in like a sexual nature and the way that like there was all these angles about women being lesbians right so that um and it was always like Jerry Lawler gawking at these women and it was for show right it was all for men's entertainment and that put me in a really weird place Um, for a long time like as a kid and I feel like it's important to acknowledge um, like the sheer amount of people from different backgrounds and diversities that have been affected by this movement Um, people who are queer people who are of color Um, and yeah like Leilani uh, what you're sharing now is is like pretty obvious that there's still so much work to do regarding transphobia in the wrestling community. Um, and you've said before that, you know, in interviews, it's, you don't wanna be known for being a trans wrestler, right? You, you're you're a women's wrestler and that's what you do. But um, like trans visibility should be every day is something that you've said as well. So what, what, what do we need to do? And, and I mean, it's obviously down to education a lot and that shouldn't be on people like you to educate. So what do people like, like allies, like odds have to do to make that space safe for trans people and queer people in wrestling?
1: Honestly, I feel like, um, it's just like not speaking like on behalf of us, I guess, and not speaking over us. Like, I feel like with a lot of people that have been oppressed and stuff, I feel like they don't like sitting back and watching like people who aren't even like, in the community speak louder than them or like I don't know it's just like it's such a tricky like subject to talk about and stuff because I feel like most people want to understand but then like I feel like most don't because my experience is is like I feel like a lot of people in this industry like people I hardly knew are like I hardly know or I've met only like once or twice in a locker room stuff. I feel like I've never done anything to them personally for them to like not like me but then I feel like because I'm outspoken and I am a trans woman especially of color I feel like um that m- like aggravates people I don't understand why and I feel like I feel like because obviously they got more privileged than me that they're like either white or they're just like straight or cis people who don't who have never had to be oppressed in their whole life so I feel like they think that I'm just complaining all the time or whining, but I'm like, like, why don't you step back and, like, think about what it's like to be someone like me and, like, especially in wrestling and especially in life. So I feel like, I don't know, I feel like if people genuinely want to get educated on it, I'm happy to talk to them about it and answer their questions, but then, like, I feel like some people don't really care, like, because their their whole mindset is, like, I'm here to wrestle, and I'm here to, like, watch wrestling. Yeah, like, Like, if
2: it doesn't affect them, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, like, especially with, like, I feel like a lot of people think that social issues shouldn't be involved in pro wrestling, but I 100% feel like social issues should be discussed in um, pro wrestling, because, like, there are, like, very, like, deep issues that, like, are finally being talked about that people aren't ready for still but I feel like it's been a long time coming especially when it comes to like racism towards um black wrestlers um transphobia um homophobia women wrestling like it's so good that these discussions are happening but I just feel like some people don't want to have they don't want to deal with it they just think, oh, I just don't want to talk about it. I just want to wrestle and live my life. But I'm like, sorry, that's not the world we're living in. You're going to have to face these, like, like these issues. You can't just sweep it under the rug.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I think that's a result of the fact that, like, wrestling, historically, the fan base and the people who work in the business are majorly cis, white, straight dudes, right? Um, and, and it's about power. So to me like the solution is we need more marginalized people, we need more women, people of colour in positions of power within the business. Um yeah, Zena and Avery, do you have any thoughts on that?
3: Um no, I don't think I can really elaborate more to be honest. <laughs> yeah. That's Thank fair. You. All
0: right. Well that kind of leads me I guess into actions that can come from this because, yeah, I feel like obviously I, I do want to convey my gratitude to, to you guys for being here and then just the people who've been brave enough to share their stories um, and, you know, this is obviously happening on such a large scale locally and globally, then there's still obviously so many people that don't feel safe coming forward or there's people who are processing their own trauma and I think that's going to take a lot of time. Um, I remember, like, I think I saw a tweet that was like, "Oh, the UK wrestling scene is dead," and I'm like, "Well, no. That all the predators have been called out, all the abusers have been called out, and now there's room yeah. for all the <laughs> people I've, who deserve
2: all these that upcomers. Space. Yeah, there's always yeah. upcomers I've, in wrestling. Like, if someone loses their spot, it's not the end of the world.
1: I feel like they said that last year and the year before about the UK wrestling, but because like WWE was signing everyone, hmm.
3: <laughs> right? But I'm like, like,
1: they signed the wrong ones because. <laughs> Half that roster was called out, so...
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty messy. I
1: don't but know, like, I, I don't... Uh, it's just, like, I think that's what, like, just highlights the biggest problem in wrestling, where it's always the same people getting opportunities, the same people, like, showing to us on our TVs, the, show, the same people booked everywhere. Like, honestly, if you, like, I promise you, if you give new faces a chance, like, a lot of the time, you'll be surprised by how talented some of them are. It's just that yeah. they don't have the right exposure or the right like following to these promoters to be like highlighted and stuff
0: yeah for sure I feel like we need to almost like where I was getting at with that is like we need to kind of burn the system down and start afresh and make sure that people who haven't had those chances before are in in good slots and are able to tell their own stories um yeah representation is huge telling stories that you know I, I guess for, for women stories that are written by women for women uh, yeah
1: but. it's always like bugged me that like or I find it weird that it, every time I see like um all women's um, wrestling promotions uh, that a lot of the time they're run by men
0: yeah I yeah. always find
1: that weird like I just find that strange like like good on them for wanting to highlight and showcase women's wrestling but I don't know Maybe we need to change that to have more women involved because it just comes, I find it weird. Yeah,
0: me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, I guess this is a tricky question, and it's okay if we can't answer it today because I think, as I was saying before, we're still processing this. It's going to take a long time to heal properly. But what can we do as a collective, so promotions, workers, fans, um, to protect? survivors and protect people who've come forward with their stories and make it safe for other people to come forward if if they want to um
2: yeah I'll throw that to the floor um I think people need to be held accountable for real change there needs to be some sort of accountability for the victims coming out like people can't move forward if we don't address what has happened to them. It's not someone coming out with a story and it stays on Twitter. Like, we need to see action taken. Mm. Like, it's not enough to promise change or release statements. Like, I know these things don't happen overnight, but, like, unless we see it actually happening.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you, if if this sort of thing was to happen in... um a company that you are working for right now would you feel safe coming forward and reporting that would you know who to report to in your in your management team
2: um yeah we've been giving we've been given that opportunity with my wrestling school but um yeah
0: that's good I feel like a lot of promotions don't have that from conversations I've had Avery what what
3: about you yeah um, I think that I mean there's kind of a reason I really don't work many promotions now that's because I feel comfortable at the promotions that I do work at the moment and yeah I've had a couple of really shitty experiences so you know I choose not to go back and it's just like I said there's there just needs to be accountability there needs to be there there is things working in place and I do you know heard a lot of companies because I, since these things have come out people have been putting places and steps for. so there is always someone to go to and talk to and these things will be addressed and people will be held accountable so well that's just the promotions that I know of so I think since this has happened there has been things put into place to help people and give them a sense of direction of where to go I mean I knew when I was coming up in the industry i we did had no idea who to turn to if something went down. I would just have my friends who were the same age as me and the same boat as me, and we would just be you know sixteen so many year old girls you know in a pickle on there in a big band, so we couldn't really go to anyone so I think it's the movement has yeah it's really helped a lot of people a lot of companies kind of get the shove in the right direction to put these things in place so people do have someone to feel comfortable to go towards and people always have a safe place to you know be heard and be listened to. Totally
0: what do we think of um just briefly to touch on this what do we think of cancel culture right now because I feel like that's been thrown around a lot right is like the idea that if accountability is just saying you know that person's an abuser um and then blacklisting them. And I am personally all for that, but has anyone had any thoughts about how productive that is? Because I feel like a lot of what cancel culture has to do with is is ignoring the problem is just saying that individual, we're gonna blacklist them, but we're not actually going to address the systemic problem that we have here, which is there is a culture of abuse within our industry and our community. Um, Yeah, has anyone encountered anything like that?
1: Um, I feel like uh, um, cancel culture is so like weird to me like like it works in some like some situations but I feel like it doesn't sometimes because it ends up just being people arguing over like um we believe and we don't we believe or we don't but like my thing with cancel culture is like I I get annoyed because like I'm like a lot of people think that I'm all about cancel culture and that like my whole thing is trying to cancel people because like I heard murmurs about people talking about me making fun of me saying that all i do is run my mouth on twitter about canceling people but that's not what i do like i feel like um all i ever do is just speak on issues that personally affect me or like i always speak up about what i feel like should be spoken up about but like just like what i said before these people don't know what it's like to be oppressed so obviously they find a problem with anyone that's outspoken. But, yeah, I feel like cancel culture works when it's the right situation in terms of, like, getting rid of these, like, scummy guys in wrestling. But, like, but then some people will try to cancel you over, like, posting a photo that you, like, you didn't mean to offend anyone. And then when you try to, like, and I don't like when people try to cancel someone, but they're legit standing there trying to, like, hold themselves accountable and learn from what they like their past mistakes and like i feel like also it doesn't work if like someone said something years ago and they're trying to learn and grow from it but then people are like no you still said it so you're still canceled so i'm like it only works if you want to help these people it doesn't work if your cancel culture is just you're canceled you're done you're not going to grow from this you're not you're not allowed to learn you're just canceled i don't agree with that
3: yeah, I don't
2: agree with people trying to cancel other people from stuff that rises up after years. But um, everyone learns, they move on, and they get better.
1: Yeah, there's like small mistakes. But, yeah, it, it
2: works with some people,
1: yeah.
3: I think it works in the cases, for instance, like kind of most of the cases going on at the moment, like it works because a lot of the time people won't be held accountable for their actions. Um, for instance if someone will be walking around freely after you know abusing someone they're just you know continually getting booked and the only way to really make them make a difference make a change is to you know cancel them is to try Mm. and get rid of you know and if you blacklist their name you stop their wrestling you stop them getting booked you stop them uh that's you know that's also their income so maybe if you affect their life by genuinely you know affecting their workplace and you know how people perceive them then maybe it might get through to them that what they're doing is wrong and it's not okay um other you know other circumstances it's along the lines of like you guys said you know as a tweet from five years ago that you know said a word that i don't like or you know against something it's they could be a completely different evolved person like you know Mm. people change people can better themselves yeah. but someone who has recently assaulted someone's gotten oh you know who has assaulted someone in general and have gotten away with it for so many years and continued the behavior and it's just a bunch of women coming out being like fuck this guy he mm. did this we need to stop, yeah. him. We need to stop especially him knowing
2: we need that to stop like
3: yeah.
1: knowing
2: that more than like three girls come forward about the same person it's just yeah. like <laughs>
1: Yeah, You're being you being one
2: of them, them and then it's like if I stopped them and said something, then they wouldn't have gotten that treatment. Like, yeah, if and, and on the spot, kind of you thing.
3: should look towards that cancel culture, you know, if that, mm. especially if that person really does no defense, if that person's really kind of like, no, they're just lying, and the people are bringing mm. forward, yeah. you know, I hate to use this word because it's something I'm so against, but evidence, but I hate, it, like, but you know, especially, and you should cancel someone, you should for the mm. hell, they should be working, yeah. they should not be glamorized they should not be you know out in the industry they shouldn't be trainers they shouldn't be promoters they shouldn't be you know they shouldn't be in this industry so yeah they, should they be. shouldn't be in locker room it's i don't think it's burying the problem i think it's getting rid of someone who is the problem and leading by example it's, of this <laughs> is what will happen if you fuck up that bad. If you it's not even just
2: respect. wrestling if you harass someone in like a normal workplace they get the boot straight away Yeah, it's normal. Like, it's not
1: even Uh, cancel culture. It's just normal. It's just um, (laughs) a
2: cancel
1: culture for some reason. That's what I was going on about, like, how wrestling's not like a workplace, but it should be treated as such, where we implement policies in terms of like bullying, harassment, sexual harassment, all that stuff. But I feel like for years, it's just like a rich guy with money here, come play with me, my circus clowns, and I'll pay you. (laughs) <laughs> hot dogs and chump change, and you perform for me jam- and I die. and there's no rules you can just free game like a playground it's like always recess when we're wrestling and there's never like discipline and classroom be mm-hmm. like getting treated good
0: um <laughs> that's great <laughs> the, the rich guy comparison is very very true um know you're right it's not
2: cancel culture it's real life Um. I don't know why Twitter's just named it cancel culture
1: like (laughs) I feel like yeah I don't know like with cancel culture I'm just like when people like try to say that, I always try to cancel someone. I'm like, I never try to cancel people. If you feel some type of way about something, like some tweet I see, that's on you. But that's not on me. Like, yeah. I'm just sharing my my thoughts and views. It's like, like you can't
2: have an opinion. Like you need to be
3: on board with everyone else. You can't stand. I know, there like the opinion. whole. You're a sheep- woman. What do you think you're doing? Having an opinion.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like sheep mentality. I feel like some people always have like follow the pack mentality but I'm just like it's okay to have your own thoughts like no one's gonna hurt you (laughs) it will be fine
0: you touched on some things there Candy about policy and this is kind of where I want to wrap things is where what the next steps are for companies so obviously we've seen a lot of statements coming out locally about oh we're working on our policies and we're working on our code of conduct which is you know if it's true great that's awesome Um what else can companies do, do you think, to pay reparations for this damage that's happened, but also make sure that we're safeguarding for the future?
1: Um, I guess like they just have to really put their foot down and like they like they need to stop like slapping people on the wrist just because they're like a drawer for their company or because they're a fan favorite. I'm like, that's no excuse for shitty behaviour. Like, I don't know.
2: Mm. Not even that like fans see what happens like online like they know yeah. who to support especially who with not the to way
1: support. yeah especially with the way social media is now like fans have so much more access to like wrestlers personal lives and stuff outside of just the ring so like for like promotions to like protect certain workers it's just stupid because i'm like it's like These wrestlers can read the internet they talk like I mean fans can read the internet and see things so like there's no point backing up someone if that someone is like going around posting like I don't care
0: for sure um every did you have anything to add there on what companies can do and promotions
3: um, like I said like the companies I've worked for at the moment they like I'm gonna say like Melbourne City they've really put in place uh, like a system of you know a group of people you can comfortably go towards to anonymously they've um setting down certain ground rules and they're really like um oh, I can't think of everything exactly they're doing right now but um really just putting a lot of steps into place like yeah just making people feel comfortable feeling making them feel heard um you know they've Taking people off, uh, taking certain people off training and taking certain people out of the company that people aren't very comfortable around, and it's just very, um, you know, everything you want to see. Everything I think people every company should do that is be like, hey, it's someone who is known, um, uh, sorry, police checks, um, working with children checks, especially if there's people under the age of 18 at your company yeah. working with children, because I think it's a very important one because I can't name the amount of people who would consistently hit up minors. My like when I was a minor, I was probably. More hit up than I am now. It's atrocious. Is it? You need yeah. yeah. You need people in check. People who are running the company that yeah aren't in it for themselves. Not in it for
1: yeah. I think like, that's the that, yeah. my home permissions <laughs> doing stuff like that too, and like we're also like normalizing like mental health check-ins with people in your company like especially like new trainees and stuff like just making them feel comfortable that it's all right to talk about your feelings and stuff because sometimes a lot of things get like like they slip under the radar like you gotta remember like with wrestling if you're training you're like spending a lot of time with these people and you're putting your life on the line so like being able to talk about your feelings and creating a bond is important and I think that's what my home promotion wants to do and I feel like a lot of people in New Zealand want to do because yeah. if you really think about it I just I just thought about it before like I only see these people sometimes but you know, I'm like no I see these people a lot like it's like going to work or like school or whatever you just these people become part of your life and stuff mm.
3: I think it sounds horrible. There just needs to be a big, sorry, going back to it, there needs to just be a big common sense check before you enter wrestling. It's like, is it appropriate to touch women? And if you think it is, maybe you shouldn't be there. It's like, if you think it's okay to pit uh, a woman, with not in the ring unconsensually, it's like, maybe if you think that's okay, maybe you shouldn't be in the business. It's. I feel like it comes down to a lot of common sense that people don't really pay attention to. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe you should not be anywhere if that's how you feel. Yeah.
3: Is if your first immediate reaction for hugging a woman is I could touch her ass right now, then mm. again, maybe you shouldn't be there. <laughs> Just
0: a thought. Just a thought. Um, <laughs> I guess that leads into what workers can do, right? Um other than not be assholes, what what can we help each other out right now and make sure that we're protecting um
1: hold your friends accountable like you can be friends with them but you just have to help them change their behavior like it's not like holding them accountable isn't saying I'm not your friend anymore because the internet told me I can't associate with you, you can you can 100% associate with your friends if they got accused or whatever if it's not like extreme like some of the cases if it's just like are you sent unwarranted dick pics and stuff you can i feel like you can change from that and you just have to learn and grow from it like i feel like some of these guys like were so quick to put put their friends over but i'm like you should have just held them accountable because i don't think like just saying like you're basically downplaying the victim's story if you come out in support of your friend whereas you should listen to the victim and like maybe yeah, like as workers, we just need to hold each other accountable. A hundred
2: percent with Lani on that one as well.
3: Yeah, like backstage, one of your friends is you know being a derogative kind of twat, and you kind of should pull them up and turn around and be like, "Hey, stop doing that." If you shouldn't have to blacklist someone because they've been called out, but you should very much try and learn the story. Like it's it's complicated.
0: Mm. And what about fans? What um obviously this is quite like multi-layered in that there's Um, fan on wrestler abuse there's fan on fan abuse what what can be done there
1: I feel like also like promotions need to like hold fans accountable because I've had too many situations where I've been groped at like the merch table like I already don't like being at the merch table because I have anxiety so I don't like talking to people because it scares me so like it's not I I don't like having to be like out there and then like I'm nice enough to take photos of you and then having you and your drunk friends all around me touching my ass and then trying to kiss me like I don't think that's ideal yeah that's
0: not cool at all
1: and like it doesn't help when I tell people they just kind of laugh it off like oh hi. well you're a hot girl so I'm like that's not an excuse from someone to touch me like that's the most stupidest thing to say to someone. Mm-hmm. Avery?
3: Um, I think I've been relatively lucky with the majority of my fan experiences they're pretty respectful um, and pretty okay with boundaries you know there's that fair few which cross the line and to pull them up Um, especially online. People feel like because they're on a keyboard, they're willing that it's okay to say anything. Um, Yeah, I think like a couple of promotions now after this is coming out, they've spoken to a lot of the wrestlers. They're putting in a lot more security um, behind like around merch desks. So, you know, if a hand does stray, if something does go wrong, there'd be security there. Cause a lot of the time you don't feel comfortable calling it out in front of everyone. You don't feel comfortable making a big yeah. scene being like, Oh, this guy touched my ass. Like, yeah. I of feel course. Like doing that. <laughs> You don't want that um, kind of attention on you. So, you know, there'll be security there, which, you know, you can hopefully go to quietly and be like, this is happening. You know, hopefully, the, you know, some the, you know fans are feeling uncomfortable with somebody else in the audience too. They you know, they can always go up to the security. That's why that security's there. Um, if there isn't security in a show, they should really look into getting some. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there should be security in a show. And if a fan does feel uncomfortable in any way, shape, or form, they can approach security and be like, hey, look, this is happening. Like, they, any problems?
0: Yeah, totally. Zena, do you have anything to add on that?
2: I haven't had like much um, experience with fans that have gone sadly or whatever, but um, we've had like a few comments like while we're performing in the ring where like fans shout out inappropriate language, mm. and we usually get rid of them on the spot. Like, yeah. like two of our rookies would come and tell the fans to leave. So, yeah. I think yeah, every promotion well- should be doing that going forward yeah we
1: actually like my promotion put in like like a sign that says like like basically we don't we have zero tolerance for like derogatory terms getting said like abuse or anything stuff like that because like when i debuted like people were saying the most like fucked up stuff to me so, like, and, like, like fans were saying rude stuff. I'm like, oh, there's a line, like, I'm, you can say sort of things, but if you're going to, like, just call me, like, like, if you're just going to call me derogatory um, slurs, then mm. obviously that's not going to sit well with me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just respect the workers, respect the performers. You guys are there to put on a show, but you're human. So I just... Yeah. Yeah. But there needs we're to be humans. like a enforcement around that as well because for some reason some people don't get it. So everybody or... Yeah, no, As was like, yeah, we're just
3: humans. Like yeah. we literally human beings. <laughs> we get yeah. a day job, we study, we have parents, yeah. like we're just human beings. We're not yeah.
0: yeah, for sure. All right, well we I might um go around with some final thoughts if you have any um to wrap things up. Zena, do you have anything that you'd like to add
2: that we could wrap up? Um, Not that I can think of. I think we covered a lot of stuff. We did. (laughs) There's a lot there. (laughs) Um.
1: Yeah, just like I hope people do change and that change happens and like it is a better (laughs) environment going forward for everyone like fans, wrestlers, just everyone involved in the business, I guess. And Avery?
3: Um, I think just be nice. I think everyone should just be nice. <laughs> the world, It's not going to happen overnight, but if everyone pitches in a little bit to not be a piece of shit, the industry can be an amazing place.
0: If you or someone you know needs support, you'll find relevant helplines and links in the show notes of this episode and on our website. If you're in Australia and need crisis support, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Bronco Busters would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which these interviews and stories are recorded throughout the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We also extend this acknowledgement to the traditional owners of the various lands on which our guests reside. Sovereignty has never been ceded. Colonial violence is ongoing and the fight for justice resides with each of us. To hear and read more from the women and queer people of pro wrestling, head to our website, bronco-busters.com for more stories and transcripts. You can keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram at Bronco Busters A-U-N-Z. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.